I'm Laura Max Rose, mother of two, and you're listening to Look Ma No Hands, my candid dispatches from the front lines of motherhood. I ask the real, tough, honest questions on motherhood-related topics that we're all wanting to know more about, in hopes it will make everyone's journey fulfilling, easier, and more joyful. If you're not a mom, welcome. I want you to know how happy I am that you're listening and that these topics can be applied to any season of life. I'm grateful you're along for the ride. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good wherever you are. I'm Laura Max Rose. I'm your host of Look Ma No Hands. This is a solo episode I'm doing. I'm actually going to answer some of the questions that I have gotten on Instagram relatively repeatedly. I thought it would be fun instead of answering them over and over and over again and typing the same thing out to just um, go through a message I actually got recently and answer those questions bit by bit on here so I can just direct you to this podcast episode should those be any of the questions that you yourself have for me. Most of the questions that I've gotten recently have been about moving. A lot of people, it seems like, are considering this or in the middle of this and it's pandemic related or somewhat related to being related to the pandemic, um, which is certainly the situation we were in. If you've listened to previous episodes or followed me on Instagram, you know that. So I thought I would take this time to address some of those questions if any of that is something that you're considering. And I also wanted to say, I am aware that it might be, it might be more beneficial to answer some of these through Instagram stories or to do like a live video, which I might do at some point, but I've been really clinging to my podcast lately because I'm having a bit of a hard time with Instagram. And I'm wondering if maybe you feel the same way. I've spoken to some friends of mine and Of course, they're in agreement, but I'm totally curious to know what the general consensus is right now. I feel like very, I mean, it's probably has something to do with where I'm at in my life. You know, we just moved into this house. Um, We have a lot of home projects until it's where we want it to be. And a lot of my life right now has been about just letting go of what everything looks like and just being really present. And I feel like that's really been the lesson of this pandemic for me. And the constant barrage of like the aesthetics and like what things look like on Instagram has just been really abrasive for me lately. And I've had a really hard time participating in it because most of the time, you know, my makeup isn't on or I'm just not camera ready. And I'm not really interested in adjusting my children so that they look like they're camera ready when we're having this really lovely moment. Like, I don't want to pull my camera out and ruin that. And I don't know if I'm ever going to want to pull my camera out and ruin that again. So my relationship with Instagram has changed a lot. Um, You know, right before we decided to move, I felt like I was really on a roll. I was um, really sharing, sorry, my dog just walked into the room, so you can probably always hear him kind of panting behind me. I was really candidly sharing what was going on in my life and going in a direction that I really liked. And then deciding to move kind of upended all of that because I just was doing too much to actually openly share about any of it. And things were so up in the air and that would have felt so vulnerable for me. And I felt like that was this huge bump in the road. And now that I'm where I am now, I wonder if that's actually true. Like, I don't really know if that direction was the right direction for me. Um, I feel like that space, I feel like social media has evolved and changed and I'm changing the way that I relate to it. So all of that is just to say that I like this format because I can talk to you and I can get your feedback, you know, through social media and we can have these great conversations. But I'm being honest in that I I don't really always have like a picture perfect moment to share with you. And I don't feel like I should always have that. 
I don't think like pe- I don't think people should be expected to always have that going on. Maybe at some point when I have more together, I'll be able to um, produce or provide more of that content. But that's just not um, certainly not where I'm at right now. And you know, I I definitely got the message growing up in the world that we live in, which maybe you got as well, which might be the reason why Instagram is the way that it is that what things look like and um, how many people hear what you have to say is the most important thing, like the number of people. So we focus on like our number of followers, right? And I have like, what, 25, almost 2,500 followers on Instagram. So I don't have like this gigantic following. And I've always, I focused on that probably maybe more than I should as I've tried to build this podcast. But the real honest truth is that it does not matter how many people are following you or how many people hear what you have to say. It matters that you say it and the right people, the people who need to hear it will hear that message. And um, for me, it's extremely uncomfortable that um, it's extremely uncomfortable to focus on just being present in my life and not expanding my reach or trying to be bigger than I am, whatever it is that that means. But that seems to be my lesson right now. Maybe it's yours. Maybe you can relate in some way. Um, So I'm just kind of sitting in the discomfort of being where I'm at and Um, You know, whoever, if it's one person who hears this, who really needs to, then I've done my job and that's what I'm here to do. And that's good enough. And that's meaningful enough. And and it's my job to focus on that instead of focusing on whatever it is that I feel like I haven't done. What really matters is that I show up for the people in my life who matter the most to me, the people that I'm responsible for. And that if I do have something that's in my heart that I want to share, that I say it. Um, and just trusting that whoever needs to hear it will. So I'm grateful that you're one of those people. And thank you for showing up here and listening and being in this space with me. I'll stop babbling on right now and go into um, this message that I was going to um, answer some of these questions. So um, somebody reached out to me and they asked me about moving and what it's been like and how it's been adjusting. And um, they actually said something that no one has said to me about the process of moving, which is that they almost felt guilty for leaving a place where they have so many friends and so much family without an actual reason. So this is somebody who would be moving because they've spent most of the pandemic in an alternative location to where they're from. And instead of going home, they're thinking about just staying there and setting up camp and moving all of their stuff because their family life seems richer there. And that was literally exactly what happened with us. And I had so much of the same guilt. And uh, I just wanted to reach out to this person and tell her like, no, don't feel bad about that. It's okay. But it's also very awkward and uncomfortable to move to a new place and to not necessarily have like a real, a real reason, quote unquote, why you're doing it. Um, And to say goodbye to your friends and family and to so desperately want them to know like, hey, I care about you. You matter to me. Um, And even though this is a choice, this is like a very challenging choice for me. And that was what I wanted to say to all of those people. And the only reason why, so let me clarify, the only reason why we never moved prior to the pandemic is because I loved our friends and our community in Houston so much. They were so important to me and they continue to be. Because of the pandemic, all of the things that we did with those people was thrown up into the air. And um, we kind of had to figure out how to create an entirely new life for ourselves, like so many families have had to do. So I never would have come here if those relationships hadn't been interrupted by some kind of an outside factor. So remind yourself of that and remind yourself that it's not something that you need to feel like you're doing wrong or that you're leaving anybody behind. 
because you literally are doing this because our entire world has changed. So I really don't think that there's anything to feel guilty about. As far as how I've acclimated, I've found this time to be a really great time to move. Since so many of us, you know, we aren't really quarantined anymore, um, but we're having limited social interactions. So the whole world is kind of on pause. You know, usually when you move to a new place, there's so much grief because everybody around you has a bunch of friends and they're moving really, really quickly through life. And there you are, you know, trying to make friends and it takes a while to adjust and it can be really, really challenging. It kind of feels like a death in some ways um, because you're in a totally different state than all the people around you. This has been completely different. I feel like I'm totally on the same wavelength as everybody around me because everyone's really isolated from each other. So as I make friends slowly but surely, um, I realize that I'm probably seeing the same number of people as the people around me who've lived here for like 30 years. People are also really like open and receptive to making a new friend because our interactions with other people are so limited right now that I think people are grateful to have like any kind of social interaction. So that's definitely been my experience around acclimating. I certainly feel lonely um, sometimes. Some days are harder than others. Uh, that has something to do with the fact that I moved to a 5,000 person town. So I'm a little bit more isolated. Sometimes I miss like the hustle and bustle. But then I think about actually sitting in traffic and I don't really want to go back to it. Um, but I think that that loneliness is actually slightly more pandemic related. Like, I think I just want to go to a really sweaty concert, just like everybody else does and listen to music and be surrounded by strangers. That's, you know, that's something that I really miss. But I was talking to a friend today, um, who I haven't spoken to in a year and he's much older than I am. He's a former client of mine. And, you know, he was saying that this has been, you know, he feels guilty almost about saying this, or he feels privileged being able to say this, that this has been such a wonderful year and such a peaceful year for him. And I was relating to what he was saying and responding and telling him that, you know, I don't miss being somewhere that I don't want to be on a Saturday night. And I don't know how many of us are really going to want to go back to that. And I'm grateful that that's not my life anymore, but there are things that I really do miss. And I think that those are things that so many of us miss. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I do believe we will have those things that we miss back because we miss them. And so we're going to fight to have them in our lives. Um, but that's probably made me feel a little bit more lonely than actually moving here has. I think that the grief that I feel post-move um, is actually probably more deeply related to just the grief of this entire pandemic. A friend of mine who lives in Houston, who's in the medical field, was on the phone with me the other day and telling me that she relates this experience to living through a war. And I totally got what she was talking about. She just went through the freeze with her two small children in Houston. She had no power. Um, you know, everything that so many of you listeners have been through. And she's also working in a hospital. And she said, you know, between the people dying and people moving and like leaving my life forever and having this power outage happen and, and all of these people dying in Houston from hypothermia, I just feel like I, I used to feel like I knew when this chapter was going to end, but now I don't anticipate that in the same kind of way that I used to. Like I really just am sitting with the fact that I don't know when it's going to end and, and war is the same, right? So many people die. We don't know when it's going to end and it changes our entire way of life. And I thought I would share that here because I think it's such a valuable, um, a valuable thing to just say, Hey, this is really hard. There's a reason why I feel sad today. 
Um, and I think about that a lot. I mean, we moved away from absolutely everything in our lives, which a year ago I swore up and down. I just would never do. Um, I never, I had a lot of problems with Houston. Houston bothered me in a lot of ways, but I always felt like I was going to live there forever because of the people who lived there with me. And I have this amazing community. So there's a lot of grief to be had there. And I know that people are feeling that grief, whether or not they decided to stay put or move because of this pandemic. So that might be something that you relate to, um, whether or not you decided to move your entire family um, somewhere else. But people here and the mountain life is, pe the people here are extremely friendly. Um, I have been loving the solitude and the quietness and life in the mountains. It's bizarre. I sort of feel like I'm living in a place where maybe my family and I would have gone on like a two week vacation to be in the quiet. And then we would have gone home to the hustle and bustle, but there's no going home now. Things are just much quieter. And I know that the pace will speed up a little bit as things start to quote, go back to normal, but it's definitely, there's my dog again. It's definitely um, a much slower pace and I can feel my brain kind of acclimating to that and um, getting used to that. So let me answer a few more questions. So one of the other things I think a lot of people are facing right now if they're moving is most people are moving from a city location to a more rural location and asking if that's something that's been challenging because you know you go from being surrounded by a bunch of people who are quote like you to going somewhere else where you don't meet as many people and am I gonna get along with them and I, am I not? And I think that whatever you assume that situation is going to be like. You're probably right. I mean, yes, it is very different living in a more rural area than it is living in a city. And you're probably going to encounter fewer people. But I think that the people that I meet here are just really special and I get to get to know them better. And um, there's something magical about being here. Truly, truly, truly magical. So if it's on your mind and you're thinking about maybe making that leap, it can always, you know, I can't tell you whether or not it's going to be the best choice for you or your family, but I do know that in all of the struggle, there has been a lot of magic um, over here. And uh, I'm grateful for that. I, I think even though it's been hard, um, there has been so much that's happened in my life this year that I never would have imagined. I also told a friend of mine today, the same friend that I was talking to who was saying how privileged he was to have had a really lovely year, that you know, before we moved here, I really just thought like this part of my life, like getting up and just packing my bags and moving to another place was over for the foreseeable 20 years. I mean, I'm raising young children. You know, we have a community in Houston. I'm not in a place to just pack my bags and move somewhere. And I missed that. I missed like the anticipation of going to college and like living in a new place and what you were going to be like in that city. And like getting to do this was just invigorating. It was like another lease on life in a lot of ways. And, uh, seeing it through that perspective has been just totally invigorating and fun and um, definitely an easier time to relocate than if I were just fully enmeshed in my life and um, picking up and going. I think that would have been really emotional for me. Um, this has been, as I said before, like more emotional just in terms of the actual pandemic itself. So as far as our kids go, another question I get a lot, how are they acclimating? How are they adjusting? I have young children. So at ages two and four, um, you know, I think my oldest daughter had a little bit of trouble in the beginning, just regulating and like, like any of us would, um, new routine, new place, but she absolutely loves her new school. I think kids who are this young, they adjust, they adapt really quickly. And any idea we have that they might not is typically our projection, but I did learn a lot about making space for 
my kids' emotions as we went through this process. I found that I had an instinct maybe to make things sparkly for them um, when they weren't that sparkly. When we said goodbye to our Houston house, it was very hard for me to make space for my oldest child to be sad about that. I was so worried that if she was sad about it, she wouldn't know it was going to be okay. Um, And so I felt all of those feelings, but I let her be sad. You know, I let her just feel the sadness of leaving her friends and her home. And I talked about how I felt sad too. And then I talked about what I was looking forward to. And I think if you have children who are older, they're going to have more intense emotions about moving. If that's something that you're considering, they're going to have more intense emotions about this entire pandemic. I'm actually going to bring somebody on this show to talk about what children of all ages are experiencing as a result of this past year. Um, So I think that will hopefully be really helpful as we try to navigate helping our kids cope with all of this. But because they are so young, um, it really was an easy time and an easy adjustment um, for both of them. So I was very grateful for that. So these are more random notes that I've made on the process of moving from one place to another that I've just been dying to share with you in case you are in this process or planning on being in this process anytime soon. First things first, friend of mine is also moving right now. She's moving within the state of Texas, so a little bit different, but still just as overwhelming. She has two kids, and she posted on Instagram yesterday that she feels like she's a glutton for punishment because she's packing and moving her own stuff as opposed to hiring somebody to pack it for her. We actually hired our moving company to pack our stuff because I didn't have a minute to do anything like that. And it was like the years and years that I've spent organizing and sharing with you all of my little systems for organization in our house were just completely lawn mode over. I had to completely start from scratch when I got here. Our moving company was incredible. It was not up to them to know where everything went. And basically we just needed to have our stuff in boxes so it could get on a truck and get out of our house. But what ended up happening was everything just got jumbled together. So kids' clothing, for example, went into um, the same series of boxes. And we had clothes that I had specifically set aside that my kids had grown out of that I was planning on either using for another child in the future or using you know, Selma's old clothes for Violet or what have you, got mixed up with the stuff that they actually wear on a daily basis. And I had to sort, I mean, it has taken me a month at least to sort through all of their stuff and to actually have it organized in their closet. Cause when we got here, we actually hired that company to unpack for us. And I just wanted the stuff out of the boxes at that point. So a bunch of this stuff that had been in plastic boxes that was being stored away for years and years from now, um, or to be donated was hung in their closet. So it was just a total mess. Um, and I've spent most of the time we've been here trying to unravel that mess. If you are able to pack yourself and label your own stuff, I know there's a ton of stuff on Instagram about this. It makes a world of difference. I mean, for all of the trouble that I saved myself not doing it before we moved, I mean, I have paid that back with like, like four X just having to do it. You could probably hear my kids screaming in the background. If I could go back and save myself all the time that I had to spend um, over the last few weeks unraveling that mess, I absolutely would do it. Other reason why our furniture hasn't arrived, either hasn't arrived yet or hasn't even been ordered yet. So we bought this house that was built in 2003. Um, 
by a couple who was much older than us and their home was really built for their lifestyle and there's a lot of things in the house that actually have to be structurally changed before we furnish it. So our bedroom, thank God, is not one of those things. And we were able to order our furniture, which has a two month delay or something. So right now we're sleeping with our mattress on top of a box spring, which is very romantic in its own way. But the main living area, which is probably what I share the most on my Instagram videos, because I love it. I love that view. Um, we have a lot that we need to change about it. The kitchen is sort of like on one side and really small and needs to be, um, it needs to be basically completely gutted and overhauled. So until we do that and we change the flooring and the wall color and all that stuff, we're not even going to get started on the furniture. So it's going to be a really long ride. The last really funny question that somebody sent me last night when I did the Q&A was, what are you doing for your skin in that dry climate? Girl, you tell me. Um, I have no idea. I've been trying everything. Um, I used to use a retinol every single day, which I have shared with you guys many times when I share my skincare routine with you. I just, it's something I love doing. Um, I love messing around and trying new products and letting you know what I think of them. Um, I definitely can't use that here anymore. So I guess I'm going to get a bunch of wrinkles because my face is like chapped from having used it. Um, so I'm, I'm still in process. Once I figure it out, <laughs> you can hear Selma playing in the background. Once I figure it out, I will definitely let you know more, but right now it's pretty much a mess. Also very much missing my girl Mamta who did my eyebrow threading in Houston. If you are in Houston and can go see her, I've shared about her many times. Um, beauty by Mamta. She's on Richmond right near the train tracks. I miss her so much and I have not found anybody who compares here in Colorado. So if you have an eyebrow girl in Colorado, hit me up. Let me know. As you can see, my time with you this morning has expired. I've got some kids who I got to get dressed and get ready for school. But um, if you ever have any questions for me, send them my way. I always try my best to answer them in my DMs. But lately, I haven't had the time to sit and just write responses. So I thought this would be a really fun way to answer some of the questions I get asked most frequently. Thank you guys always, as always, for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful day. And um, I look forward to joining you on here again very soon. You've been listening to Look Ma No Hands. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Look Ma No Hands. I'm Laura Max Rose, and you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Max Rose to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and the behind the scenes of my life with my own two daughters. If you like this episode and are enjoying Look Ma No Hands, the best way you can help me spread the word is to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is the single best way to help me reach a larger audience and share these conversations with everyone who needs to hear them. If you love something you just heard, you can also take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. There might be someone you know who needs to hear what you just heard, and that's another great way to make sure they do. Thank you for joining me every week. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. More next time. Mom, 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 mom.